Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is up, everyone? Jose Youngs here, the MMAfighting.com, here for another, what is it, Friday edition of the A-Side. God, these days just blend together since this quarantine. Uh, yeah, it is Friday, isn't it? So another Friday edition. <laughs> are, there days, are, there, are there days of the week anymore? Let's be honest. Is it no. just, yeah. As t- Sean Alshadi once said, time is a flat circle. Still don't know what that means. But anyway, joining me above me is Pizza Carroll, usual suspect uh, to the my, I don't know what angle he's at, is uh, Casey Lydon, director. And joining us this week is UFC Bantamweight contender Corey Sanhagen. Before we get into the fan questions, Corey, how you been handling quarantine life? I know we talked a little bit about it before we went on, but how's life amid this pandemic? Yeah, not too good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been watching a lot of reruns of The Survivor. You guys watch that show? The Survivor? What is that? Yeah, like this, uh, it's called Survivor. It's on CBS. It's like a really, not really old show, but it's been around, I think, since like 2000s. But dude, I've been, I've been like cranking those seasons out. Like, oh, the reality, the reality, reality show? Yeah, the reality oh, gotcha, show. Yeah. Dude, it's good, bro. It's a good <laughs> show. Would you want to be ready? Are you ready to go into the wilderness? Huh? Would you be ready to go into the wilderness from what you've learned from this Survivor show? Would you recommend it in case there is an apocalyptic situation here where we have to start like lighting fires and stuff? It's it's not like that. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> did you guys hear my ringtone? Yeah, it's beautiful. Sure did. What do we got? What's the ringtone? Dale Tippin by, uh, St- by Mike Jones. St- oh, Mike Jones. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Houston Zones. <laughs> Yeah, I just changed that because the other day I was so bored. We were just me and my uh, my girlfriend and my roommate. We were just watching a bunch of old old like two thousands rap videos and shit. And uh, that song came on, and I was like, "Damn, I love that song." So yeah, st- still tipping on fofos. Yeah, I got you, man. <laughs> well, Derek Lewis would be proud, I'm sure, of, of uh, repping a Houston based yeah. ringtone from a Colorado fighter. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, PT, what's been going on with you besides apparently you have a bad haircut this morning since we last saw you? Can we see? Uh, it? Yeah, can, 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 we, can, can we see it, PT? You, you talk you a big game, yeah, yeah. Do you want to have a bit of a? Here we go. Let's just get it all oiled here. Yeah. I, I'm trying to make it some type of shape for you, but I can't. It's just yeah, that's pretty bad, man. <laughs> this is it. This is good this is pretty good, actually. Man. I'm actually quite impressed, though. If I knew it was gonna be this good, I wouldn't have wore a hat. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but besides the haircut, um, yeah, I'm starting to crack up a little bit. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I know a lot of us are already here, but yeah, it, it becomes um, irritating to stay inside all day after a while, I guess. No matter how many PlayStation games you buy, how many books you read, or how many Netflix subscriptions you can absolutely like just rinse through. It's just that, uh, yeah, it's starting to get to me a little bit. So I'm very happy to be here talking with everybody again. 
Well, it's, it's been tough for me considering I know, Corey, you live on this in this part of the world up in Colorado. I don't know how the weather is up there, but right now in Arizona, it's that perfect time where it's not a thousand degrees outside, but it's not in the 60s. It's about in that mid to high 70s. And I can see out my window and I want to go outside and participate in activities. Can't do that these days. I don't know how the weather is up there in Colorado right now, though. Dude, we just had a snowstorm. Uh, the opposite. Bro, it's worse. It's worse to have it snow because now you're just like, well, I can't. I don't even have the option of going on a walk outside. <laughs> locked inside, man. Jesus. So uh, I know you don't have a fight coming up, but how no. <laughs> have you been able to stay active at all uh, during this pandemic? Yeah, dude. So uh, I've, I've taught my girlfriend how to hold the uh, the little Taekwondo paddle. <laughs> <laughs> paddle thing did you guys ever do taekwondo yeah the, 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 the big pad the, like the, the round pad kind of the hand on the it's got a pad yeah. on it yeah yep yeah so i taught her how to hold that for me so i've been doing a, a shitload of just kicks and spin kicks and uh punching that because you can't hold mitts because uh i i hit like a cannon and her little puny arms can't they can't she can't handle it so uh i've been doing a ton of that and then i just haven't been having her like kind of move around and then i'll just like fit in on her on her legs for like takedowns uh, <laughs> and i've been trying to do that for like an hour a day and then in the morning i'll try to do uh some kind of like weight lifting or running or biking or something but yeah dude it's mostly just training with my girlfriend who doesn't know anything about fighting <laughs> uh, that's the best that the best kind of uh bonding for a uh, relationship i find is to getting to random jujitsu matches matches when she's not expecting it uh but of course this is not our show this is the fan show you guys can ask any question you want mma or non-mma related i know we get in a lot of random tangents lately michael case talked at length on hunting bigfoot and fighting bears and mountain lions and all that stuff i don't know if Corey has any experience Corey, before we get into questions do you believe in bigfoot fans gotta know uh i believe that there might be like some like weird type of uh type of like bear hybrid wolf Ooh. that could possibly be out there that we haven't really discovered because it's so good at hiding maybe you know like mm-hmm. I, I know that mountain lions only really get caught on like those little those little trap cameras that get put off by a sensor so i suppose that there could be something intelligent enough out there to like maybe get away from those things you think that's it's the answer we want to hear would you think it's a pack of them that roam or one single one? No, it's probably it's probably a mom, a dad, and then just maybe uh, one one child, one infant. Big, Solitary. What, 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 yeah. A little Sasquatch. Foot. Yeah, Sasquatch. One one tiny Sasquatch. What was the name of the animal we discovered the other day with Moikiez? What was the name? Skunk ape, Corey. Skunk ape is terrifying, Corey. Why don't you get into that? That's a rabbit hole that I, I only began to go down. It's skunk ape. It's like a real one, or it's not. Oh, real? it's real. This one is. This one is real. It lives in the Florida. It lives in Florida in the Everglades, and they actually have a photo of it. Uh, it was in someone's bushes, and they took a photo, and it is absolutely terrifying looking because it's like it has the red eyes from the camera, and it's like scout, it's like scowling and like hiding away in the bushes. So uh, definitely look up Skunk Ape because it's gonna bring you down a oh, rabbit. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> it's up on the camera right on the on the video screen right now. See, That's bro. more terrifying than my hair cool. That's how these diseases start, though, man. Is people go <laughs> for stuff like this, and then they get attacked by something, and then they bring back all the shit that it had. <laughs> Skunk Ape Warrior is coming soon. Just stay in the city, dude. Just stay in the city. And this is uh, so. The, and this Skunk Ape is in Florida, exactly where they want to hold MMA fights. Uh, right. Is so. I don't want to 
something. But of course, but anyway, bring on the questions, <laughs> anyone. Casey will see them up. You can ask anything and everything. I know Corey. I know a lot of fans are going to have questions for Corey about fighting, but you can ask anything you want. So Casey, director, All right. first your- first right. question up. Let's get let's get let's get the boring fight questions out of the way. Woo! Here we go. From longtime commenter Trumbo, Jose Aldo versus Henry Cejudo. I'm going to say Henry Cejudo versus Jose Aldo because Champ gets top billing. For Corey, who do you favor in this matchup whenever it happens? Which of the two would you rather fight and why? So, yes, UFC 250 is supposedly going to have Henry Cejudo put his bantamweight title on the line against former featherweight champion Jose Aldo. So this is in your weight class, Corey. Who do you like in this matchup, and who would you rather fight between the two? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh I think Cejudo is probably going to win just because Cejudo is more in his prime than Aldo is, obviously. Um, who I would rather fight more? Uh, it'd be really tough to say no to a Jose Aldo fight, but also I think that like fighting Cejudo when he's kind of – how old is Cejudo? 31, 32? Uh, early th- – I don't know exactly. Early 30s. I don't think he's that much younger than Jose Aldo considering Jose Aldo started very young and he's been fighting okay. for so long. Yeah, um, I mean, but he's probably got a lot of wear and tear on him. Oh, yeah. In the years of fighting. But um, I think I'd probably rather fight Cejudo uh, just because I think he's more in his prime. He beat DJ, and I think DJ is the man. Uh, it was still really a close fight. I think DJ probably won. But uh, yeah, Cejudo just because I think that he's better, you know? Well, right. they're, they are exactly the same age. They're both 33. Uh, actually, Henry Cejudo is older if you go by months. He was born February 9th uh, in 87. And, uh, uh, no, Aldo's older. Aldo's older. Aldo's one year older. This is just not updated. Yeah. Uh, Aldo's was... one year older, but only by a few months. He's like yeah. a full calendar year older. Uh, so it's that close. Uh, I know Jose Aldo get, did an interview with us, and he said he's only concerned about making the weight because he could beat Henry Cejudo with his hand tied behind his back. So I don't know if that's just talk or just <clears throat> confidence from Jose Aldo's part. But I like that fight. But I do want to ask you, when they actually booked this fight as someone in this weight class, what were your thoughts uh, considering Jose Aldo's technically coming off of – not even technically. He's coming off two losses, and he's 0-1 in your weight class. Yeah, I mean, I know that I should care more than I do. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I don't really have an opinion about it. I think that I wasn't going to be next, so I could really care less who uh, who was going to get it because I knew that I wasn't next. I knew that me kind of shooting for a, a shot was going to be a long shot, and uh, and so I didn't really care. I know that I'm still probably one or two fights away from there. Excellent question, excellent answer. Casey, what do you got? Okay. Oh, Corey, actually, because um, I know the question, so, because we don't have this later, but um, what, what, what did you think of Otto just going down to 35? Do you think that's just a, a good idea? Because, I mean, I feel like before everyone was like, hey, Otto, go up to 55, and all of a sudden he kind of goes, no, I'm going down, and we we're like, that's crazy. But then he made weight, and he, I mean, he, fought, he fought an incredibly competitive fight. So what, what do you think of Otto? A lot of people actually Otto? beat Marlon. Yeah, but yeah, but but what do you, what do you, what do you think of um just Otto's decision to go to thirty five? Uh, honestly, man, I think it's probably a pretty good idea because um I think Aldo probably knows that he doesn't have a ton of more fights left in him, um and making one thirty five a couple times probably isn't going to be too terrible. Like you can probably just toughen that out for the next two years. But if you're a guy like me. Uh, and you're thinking about going down a weight class and you still have six or seven more years in the sport, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do that for six or seven more years. But if I had two more years and I had a shot to, to win a title, then I would for sure take advantage of that. 
So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think Frankie's doing the same thing. I think that they're both smart about doing that. They know that they're not going to have to do it too many times and they just have to suck it up. And there's a light that's closer to the end of the tunnel than someone who's younger like myself. So I think that it's a good move on their part. Cool. Thank you very well, much. What, thank, what's our next question, Casey? From Eduardo Bueno. So, Corey, what exactly happened between you and Dominic Cruz? Did the UFC really offer you this fight? So, uh, on our on our new one of our new shows, uh, what the heck with Mike Heck? Dominic Cruz spoke Woo. at length about this. Uh, he said that there that he was off that he's you said he said that he turned it down. <laughs> I'm trying to get this right because there's a lot of like he said, she said, and even Dominic Cruz is like there's a lot of miscommunication here. He he said that you had said. He turned the fight down, but he had never spoken to you. And he was told by Sean Shelby that if he, he Sean Shelby went to him and say, <laughs> what fight do you want? And he goes, I want the fight that will get me closer to the title. Sean Shelby said, that's Peter Yan. He said, then I want to fight Peter Yan. And then he said, well, then I, he's fighting Marlon. And he goes, well, I want to fight whoever wins that fight because I want to fight for the title next. And then he says, we want you to fight Corey Sandhagen. He goes, that's fine, but I want to fight for the title next. And if not, I want to be 100% if you want to make me fight a bunch of times before getting the title. So as Dominic Cruz says, it's a lot of he said, she said, a lot of confusion on his part and in the fans' mind. So what exactly happened between you and Dom and this rumored Dominic Cruz fight? Yeah, so uh, me and Aljamain were talking of fighting uh, after we knew that Marais and Jan got booked. So I was mm-hmm. all for Aljamain. I was like, okay, cool, this is... This is a good fight. Aljamain's ranked number two. It makes sense. People are talking about him being a contender. Um, so that makes sense. And then uh, my manager or my agent told me that Cruz sent a message to Shelby saying that he wants to come back for that San Diego card. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't. that's what was relayed to me, is that Shelby said that Cruz wanted to come back and fight in San Diego. And that the fight that was most exciting would have been me and Cruz. Uh, granted, I, I think I've been pretty outspoken about how much uh, Cruz has been uh, helpful and in, in inspiring me a long, long time ago to get into martial arts. I've been really open about that. I, I was really excited to do that just because I think it would be so cool to because 10, 10 years or so ago when I was watching the WEC and um uh, I mean, I was just watching Cruz, and that was one of my favorite fighters. So I remember sitting on the couch and be like, damn, like, this is what fighting can look like? This is cool. This isn't what I see in, like, the basketball locker room when I'm when I'm in high school, you know? Like, this is different. So uh, I think that it would be cool for, for like, the, the me that was 10 years ago watching Cruz on television stand across from him in the cage now, you know? Like, that, that, would, be, that would be maybe a dream come true, you know? So... Um, but that being said, I, I was really about it. Right. So, um, when he told me that I was like, all right, let's, let's hope that Cruz says yes. And then a couple of days went by and I said, uh, I said, Hey, is there any update on what's going on? And, um, my agent told me no. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'll just make a post and just be like, Hey, uh, cause I wanted to, I wanted an answer. So I just made a post. I said, Hey, Cruz, I said, yes, it'd be an honor to fight me. Uh, waiting on you or whatever I said. And then um, that next day or that day, I think I got a text from my agent just saying that Cruz changed his mind about fighting in San Diego. And that's what was relayed to me. So uh, whether or not that's true, I actually appreciate that Cruz didn't just like 
call me a dumbass for like maybe (laughs) 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 that like what Shelby said was true or whatever. Uh, So I actually appreciate how he answered that interview question because he didn't just like roast me like he maybe had the opportunity to. Uh, because anytime you get like an opportunity to like say a narrative about anything in this sport, guys like take it as far as they can. Look at someone like I, I think Tony and Khabib. Like, I mean, Tony is feeding this narrative that Khabib ran away and this and that. And it's like, man, that's not true, bro. <laughs> you know, like Khabib's not scared to fight you. I know that like that's the narrative that you're feeding people, and like a couple people will bite that are your big fans, but. Uh, it's a it's a silly narrative, um, but I don't I don't know why people do that. I, I don't, it seems silly to me. Like what? Do, what why you want to throw your peer under the bus like that? But uh, yeah, so I appreciate Cruz not calling me an asshole and <laughs> for assuming that everything that I was being told was true. It must be a really frustrating situation that you're in, Corey, because on the face of it. You're doing everything perfectly, right? Like, I mean, you're winning all these fights. You're fighting spectacularly. But you're kind of become the boogeyman now where people are kind of like, oh, well, that's a big risk fighting that guy, right? Like, I mean, all these guys like Frankie, the fight with Frankie that didn't come together. Now this one with Dom. Uh, Fighting a guy like that would be huge for your profile. Like, you know, so many eyes would bring to the sport. Is it just frustrating now? It seems like a very tentative next step. You know, you're you're really want to go. We're in this pandemic and you seem like you're just about to take flight basically in the division and everything's just at a standstill and you can't get these big guys to commit to a fight day with you. Yeah, I've had a strain of bad luck, I guess. Um, yeah, man, so uh, that, that fight in January that was supposed to be with Frankie was supposed to be my coming out party. It was supposed to be the it was supposed to be my Uriah Faber to Peter's Jan's fight. You know? mm, uh, that's, that's what it was supposed to be for me. Um, the stars didn't line up that way and like, what, what am I going to do? Just bitch about it and complain and, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a really high risk fight and a really low reward. And really there's nothing to blame that on other than me, myself, not making myself a higher, a higher reward fight, which is, uh, one, my own fault. And then, uh, two, it's just the nature of the beast. You know, like I was supposed to fight Frankie didn't happen. Uh, I was supposed to fight in May against Algernon that may or may not happen. So, uh, it's just how the, the stars line up, man. I'm not tripping over it every, every day. I just try to get better. And, uh, and I have a lot of faith that if I just keep doing that, then uh, I'll be where I'm supposed to be when, when it's supposed to happen. Do you ever feel that pressure to maybe uh, ham it up, get the old drama going? Like, I, I always talk to Leon Edwards about this as well, whereas he knows, like, he probably would be rewarded for that be- behavior, right? But he doesn't want to jeopardize who he is. Like, at the end of this, he wants his son to be able to watch this and go, yeah, my dad did the right thing there. You know, like, things like that. Is, is that how you feel about it, too? Like, there is a quick book to be made from talking a lot of noise, right? I would love to be able to do that, but I can't, man. I like, I really, I can't. I would, I would come off like such an asshole, bro. Like it, would, <laughs> it would look so terrible. Uh, I'm just not good at that, man. Like, I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm good at like being polite and genuine and honest, and that's what I'm good. At, and that's what I'm good at. You know, like I'll, I'll shoot it to people straight. If, if I think someone's being an asshole to me, I'll call them an asshole. But uh, I, I have a lot of respect for the people that are around me. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for, and, and what's the point of hating on people, man? Like, like the, all the hype, I, I've been struggling with this. If I'm being honest, all, I know that the UFC and all the fans are really on board with Peter Jan, Peter Jan, you know, which, uh, what, what am I going to do? Hate on him for like him having the stars line up really great for him, you know, like that's fine, man. Like me and him will fight one day and, uh, be and unbelievable. 
and then we'll see who's who's the better man, you know. But but I'm I'm not gonna get too caught. That's a lot of energy, bro. That's a lot of energy <laughs> every day, you know. That's a lot of energy. To, jealous energy is a lot of energy to be given up, and, and it can go in a different direction. Do you ever look at uh, past fighter and I, this is from the outside looking in? It seems like you're in kind of in a similar position as like Kamaru Usman was a while ago, where you have this big string of wins. And all of these veterans don't want to fight him because, A, he's not relatively known by the masses yet. And he's a super dangerous fight coming into his prime. You don't want to risk your position in the rankings fighting such a dangerous opponent. And he is basically taking any fight. And then he's offering to step in. Uh, he cuts weight for them, even though he's not going to fight, to possibly fill in for Darren Till versus Tyron Woodley. And then he offers to fight in the January card that eventually fell out like a month after he fights. So he's basically offering the UFC all of these um, this this help, maybe cutting weight when he doesn't have to, offering to save a card, fighting in Chile when maybe he, he knows not a lot of people looking. And all of a sudden, now they're granting him a title shot. Do you ever look at stuff like that where you're like, how can I help the UFC? Because then down the road, maybe they'll help me. Absolutely, bro. I'm cutting right now, so I'm ready for that March, that May 9th fight in case uh, Jose can't make it back into the States, man. Like, wow. Uh, wow. I'm doing that, you know? Like, I'll be ready. If they call me on a week's notice, I'm going to be ready for that fight. Um, it'll kind of suck not to have any training partners <laughs> other than my girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> when they call me, I don't, I don't want to be in a position where I'm like, nah, I can't because I was lazy, you know? That's right. not happening. That's going to happen for me, so um, yeah, but as far as Kamaru Usman, man, you look at like a lot of the great guys that, that have done that. Like, look, look at like Max Holloway. Max mm -hmm. Holloway has been a champ for a really long time, but he went through the same stuff. Uh, Khabib. Khabib had a million fights before he got a title shot. So for me, it almost seems uh, a little bit like in, entitled to even. Where'd Pete go, bro? He he he's just like, I have to go. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his computer's dying. Oh, you're on camera, Pete. What's going on? We uh, called you out, Pete. <laughs> what the fuck, Pete? You didn't want to listen to my story, bro? He, didn't, he, he wanted the charger because he didn't want his computer to die in the middle of your story. That's what he wanted. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to a solo shot of a PT right now just to, just to really put it on him. Can't even hear us talking, which is even funnier. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just wait. Yeah, for I forgot me. we changed our lives. Sorry about that. We <laughs> <laughs> were just talking, talking about you for about thirty seconds. <laughs> it, was, it was so interesting that answer as well. I was snapping. I had to go. I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, man, you see, all, all, a lot that this has been the situation for a lot of the great guys, and uh, and that's why, man, I, I think that skill speaks louder than any words and any action or whatever. You know, like as long as I got the skills, when I need the skills, um, and, and as long as uh, the opportunities keep keep coming up, and I put myself in a position to take advantage of all of those opportunities, I know that good will come for me. I fight with a lot of. I fight and train with a lot of passion. I wake up every morning and I tell myself I'm getting better today. And I know that if I do that for, for the rest of my career, um, there'll be no doubt that at the end of it, I'll be, I'll be one of those legend, legendary fighters. Well, I don't, we're going to end that question on that. We got any other questions? I don't have a follow-up for that one. We've done all the Floyd stuff now. Let's get on to Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys think Carol did it, bro? Absolutely, man. There's absolutely no doubt about it. How could you question it? Are we, go are we going to Tiger King or are we throwing away the questions? Or are you just going to 
how does it how does carol kill someone though dude like she doesn't like knife them like what does she do she poisons them or what stroke them first man and then just you know i don't want to ruin it jose still hasn't watched it yet even though it was his homework for this week but <laughs> yeah absolutely you drug them first then you know you can do whatever you want and just drag them in there but like how do you think she did you think that she like strangled them or what no you know what she did she has those animals cory she just she just she 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 just drugged them and then just dragged them in there and was like uh, ringing the dinner bell baby in they go yeah you might be right about that because i was i was like man she can't kill no one bro what is she gonna do she's not the most physically fit person in the world that is correct <laughs> she is definitely not even if someone is drugged bro what is she gonna do like strangle them to death like do you think that she has that in her bro i don't think so I've done some pretty weird shit when I've been drugged. <laughs> this is the blonde woman I keep seeing all over social media, right? The the one that's the that's like an animal rights person I keep seeing. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. We got all these questions about it. I still haven't seen it. Jose, like, you have there's no fights to watch. You literally have nothing to do all week. You have nothing to do all week, Jose. <laughs> what are you doing? It's a trash show, dude. It is a trash show. It is. No, one is, no one is good in that show. I didn't leave happy at all. I was like, everyone I just learned, everyone that I just built a bunch of rapport with sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does actually feel like that. As it, as it unravels, you're like, oh. Well, I mean, within the first 30 minutes, you're like, these are all horrific people. <laughs> I yeah, just, it ends the same. It ends the exact same. <laughs> I just I wanted to watch it and then I kept seeing like the tigers in Florida like in cars and stuff. I'm like, this is gonna stress me out. Like I feel so bad for these animals. I can't watch this right now. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's bad in the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's, it's pretty trashy. Oh, maybe I'll watch it this weekend so I we can talk about it because we're just gonna get more questions. Like last week, Corey Aaron Chalmers asked us, what are we gonna like who would win in a fight between like this person and this person and this I'm like, I don't know what any of this means, so PC have at it. We basically fantasy matchmaking a MMA card based on characters from the show, and I was like, "This is all you guys. I don't know what any of this means." Yeah, so I, bet, that, I bet the sequel that they're doing the second series. I bet you it's a complete flop because we won't be in a pandemic by the time it comes out. Like nobody's gonna watch it. It's like, <laughs> why the fuck did we watch that? You know, the, the timing was very was very good for the release. I don't know. It just it felt like it was the right show at the right time. <laughs> you think Carol's behind that too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Carol's behind the pandemic? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, you're, you're saying she, you're saying that you know Corey thinks that she drugged someone, so maybe she's good with you know the science. We don't know. You know, she's uh, got a lab and you know, making these viruses just to prop up her, you know, her reality show. She's see, yeah. she's see, she's probably a producer on the show. We don't know. A serial killer version of Heisenberg, nearly. <laughs> good God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, we got any more questions for Corey? Fight <laughs> or not fight related? Uh oh, there's a okay. A couple, couple more fight ones. Let's get these out of the way. Hashtag the A side from Sean Danny at Danny Ranks, longtime submitter. Uh, how would the current top? Ooh, this is an interesting question. How would the current top five 135ers have gone on in the WEC? So Cejudo, Moraes, Aljo. Jan and Corey, any dream mass- matches you'd like to see slash compete in? So you did mention the WEC, Corey. How does this top five of the UFC right now stack up to the top five of WEC past? Or are there any like 
matchups that might probably won't happen in 2020 or 2021 and beyond that you would like that you would have liked to see between this top five and the, that top five. Ooh, I don't know, man. That's a that's a good one. The WC guys are the OGs, though, man. Like though, uh, like even Faber. I remember when I was watching uh, the WC and like first getting into MMA and stuff. I remember being like, man, fighting Faber would be cool too. You know, like, uh, uh yeah. I don't know the top five. Who else was in the WC? I remember it was uh, Mike Brown, Cruz at, at well, thirty-five. Wait, at thirty-five. Brian, sorry, yeah, sorry. We'd have Brian Bowles, Eddie Wineland, Demetrius Cruz was there. Demetrius, he's yeah. a thirty. Scott Jorgensen was was really yeah. good. Right? He yes. was great. Uh, back Scott then, yeah. Jorgensen and Eddie Wineland, I, I really liked those guys too. Uh, I was also a really huge fan of Cowboy. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember. I think specifically Eddie Wineland. I was like, damn, that guy's cool. Uh, Faber, I thought was super cool. Cruz, I thought was cool. And uh, Scott Jorgensen, I remember, I, I think it was really, really cool. Miguel Torres was the long-reigning yeah. Bantamweight champion, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, before there was Dominic Cruz. Was, yeah. pound for pound in the world for a long time. Yeah, he was the man. Was yeah. it? Yeah. What, what did he fight? Did he fight at 135 when he was in the UFC? Yeah, he fought 135. Yeah. He, fought, he had like 40 <laughs> fights, right? By the time he came to the UFC, he was already like uh, definitely on the back nine anyway. Like, I mean, back three maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, he, had, he had already been to the top of the world a few times and then he came to the ufc right like i mean he was a long-standing champion yeah he was he was the original dominant Cruz in the sense that he kind of he was the first kind of established the 135 division on a national level yeah. i can remember with the with wc like i mean we had we didn't have it on tv over here so by the time it came to t- it was on tv like we we're aware of the fights we'd be reading the articles about say faber was the poster boy and so and then aldo burst into the scene he was taking care of everyone and I can remember they started showing them then after after all the guys got signed, they started playing them on European TV on extreme like at, at three yeah. o'clock in the morning. We'd be all staying up to watch them every night trying to catch up on all the all the fights that happened. It was a brilliant organization. I mean, Jesus Christ, like the the flagship for all, all the lighterweight divisions. You got to remember that a few years before that, uh, the UFC didn't want even the lightweight division there. And then they go and buy up this. This organization that's just lighterweight fighters at that time, anyway. I know it did once have uh, all the other weight divisions. Absolutely unbelievable, and the stars that come from it, like I mean, they're still active in the divisions. It's it, it's a brilliant organization. Yeah, Eddie Wyland's still in the UFC, so that's a fight that could actually happen. Yeah, he swing who, uh, bombs, man. Wasn't he scheduled one recently? Eddie Wyland. Oh, I don't know off the top. Of my, I don't know off the top of my I head. I think he did. I think you're right. I think he has been pretty active. I think he has been fighting. I, I don't know that he's been fighting, or, or maybe he did have a fight. I know that he was scheduled to fight someone, but you know what those guys should do is they should have, they should create their own little WEC after in about five years when they're mm. officially all retired, and then <laughs> have like a an old man's WEC. I would watch that. Oh, well, um, you like that idea? I can remember Coker. They were saying that to Bellator for a long time. They're like, why don't you start a, a veterans Grand Prix or something? Because people are getting so annoyed about, say, the likes of Hoist Gracie being at the top of the card. When he's in his, you know, twilight years, essentially as a competitor. Like, I mean, would do you do you like the idea of a of a veterans pool uh, fighting each other? It's a I, bit of a wild one. I hate, <laughs> I hate that idea. I hate it. Because it, it, it takes away. It takes away from. Uh, it takes away from uh, like publicity that us younger guys could have. You know, do that but audio. Crystal behind you, bro. That crystal is getting in the way of the frequencies. Okay, so- and- Gonna get It'll to be this. the power. It'll be the power. I was gonna. Whoa, get to whoa. 
we have a lot of listeners on this show specifically who are very much into crystals. I mean, we have nice. uh, a loyal <laughs> listener, Jessica, who has sent us, who mailed us crystals. The crystal queen. She mailed what? us crystals. Show we had see that salt lamp behind Pete. This is the story behind that salt lamp. He went to cover. Was it Cage Warriors or Bellator? Bellator, Bellator in Dublin. Bellator in in Dublin, and a fan snuck that into the arena and gave it to Pete. <laughs> solely because he watches this show. So uh, we've asked a lot of fighters about their feelings on crystals. Brian uh, Kelleher was on this show, and Jessica sent us crystals, and we gave a crystal to Brian Kelleher specifically because he asked for one. And one hour later, he gets bumped up to the main card of a Conor McGregor fight card and then wins a performance bonus. So I don't want to say it was but it's 100% the crystal. So proof <laughs> what are your thoughts on crystals right now? Jessica sent me some crystals too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get bumped out. I want to level yeah. up too. Uh, I think the crystals, uh, I think uh, uh, re- religion and uh, spirituality and crystals and uh, esoteric type stuff like that, I think um, I- I'm pretty interested in. Uh, the crystal stuff, I-, I, uh, I think that they are just. There you go. Nice, Pete. You feeling better now? I feel like nice. this is you know? All right, bro. Good. <laughs> Take your hat off. See if it healed that haircut. Bro. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's still it's still fucked up on the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that the <laughs> I think that the crystals and stuff are uh, they're just good uh, triggers, right? So, like, I think that um, I think that if you tell yourself that this crystal means love, and when you carry it around, you you remind yourself that you should be full of love then cool you know but it, it kind of i don't think that the crystal itself has any meaning i think that you could probably take i don't know like a paper clip in your pocket and if you assign it the meaning of like you showing compassion to the people that are around you um then every time you feel that paper clip that's going to be the case so i think that that's kind of uh more the psychological part of it maybe i don't know i set little reminders on my phone so if I like, right, suddenly today, right, we'll call this rock, we're going to call it Corey from now on. And I'm like, all right, every time I touch this crystal, my hair gets better. Will, will that make my hair better if I believe it into existence? No. Ooh, all right. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> right. no. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good question. Does like the, that part actually enter into like a Will it trigger? Realm? Will it, will it yeah. make it happen? Take it over. Well, because here's we gave uh, Brian Kelleher, a, I gave him a random crystal. This was right after official weigh in. So this is when Tiger's Claudia, Eye. It was not random. It was Tiger's Eye, okay? It was not. No, first of all, first we thought it was pyrite because I don't know if you've seen uh, Jared Cannonier carries around pyrite yeah. around his neck too, and he has crystals in his pocket. I gave him a crystal what I thought was pyrite. This was right after official weigh ins. Uh, and then later on, we found out it was Tiger's Eye. And we were reading the what each crystal does. Jessica sent us like a pamphlet of what each one is supposed to do. And it said it will bring like monetary fortune and luck. And that's why I'm saying like an hour later, he bumps up to the main card and then wins the $50,000 bonus. So I'm not saying it was the crystal, but it was 100% the crystal. Basically, a double blind test there is what we're trying to say. Like we sent him in thinking he was going to get the healing power of pyrite. Turns out. The tiger's eye gave him wealth instead. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Once again, Corey, we're going to get well, you some crystals. 
Well, give, give one to every fighter after they weigh in, and then we'll see if, if there's a performance bonus for each fighter on the card, and we'll see. Uh, if that's true. Uh, you know, see, it might put us. We need so Jessica, send us all of your tigers out because <laughs> we're, we're running low. Empty the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, we got any more? Yeah, we sure we got a couple. Now more. that we have this audio, was, someone in the comment section saying the audio is now crystal clear. Thanks for the yeah. nice plan <laughs> words. Yeah. All right, what we got here? Uh, do, do, do. Uh, this is kind of a uh, semi-serious question. Well, yeah, it is serious, but yeah. <laughs> okay, from Trumbo on the site, fighters' health insurance question for Corey: Do UFC fighters only have health insurance for the UFC-related? For the UFC related to fighting or booked fights during a health crisis like this, this seems to be this seems to loom large. Do most UFC fighters have their own health insurance plans? Is the UFC doing anything for fighters with regards to this current situation? If you are at liberty to say, so very Ooh. interesting question, Corey. Uh, I don't Exciting know if you are at liberty to say. But like, <laughs> so Crazy. yes, we went from talking crystals, <laughs> talking crystals. Dude, do more famous fighters get? more interesting questions than this <laughs> no i'm just fine i'm just fine um uh i have my own health insurance because i don't want to get like a car accident and then or something weird happen and then me uh me need that but i have like the lowest of the low paying health insurance that someone can buy but yeah the ufc will take care of you really good uh after your fight and anything that happened in the fight so uh They've done everything that I'm that I've ever needed for. I broke my thumb in one fight. I broke my nose in another fight. And they they cover all of that. You don't have to pay for any of that. But uh, no, if you were to get like terminally ill, then I think that that would be on you. So that's why I have health insurance. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just laughing. That was a it's a pretty morbid. <laughs> Answer the question, but but you know it's uh, the the health insurance question. The the question itself uh, that was already making me chuckle because I could see you looking at it and going, "Well, look at his eyes lighting up to talk about this." <laughs> oh yes. Um, actually, uh, I'm got, I got a question that's on the uh, from the YouTube comments right now. Here we go. It's gonna be on. It's on this. Can you read that on the screen? Oh, look at this. From New Oliver Ursell on YouTube comments with coronavirus damaging future UFC fans for the next two months. Would you rather wait for Fer- or Habib versus Ferguson, guys? Champion gets top billing. Would you rather wait for Habib versus Ferguson for five months or wait for Cejudo versus Aldo? Personally, I would want Aldo <laughs> or Cejudo out of the way. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, I think that the UFC has a really cool opportunity with all of this. Uh, I think that I, they they already canceled the NBA season, so they're, they're probably going to cancel all of the other seasons in sports. So I think that what the UFC is probably – I mean, they have a really cool opportunity to be the only live uh, sporting event on television because I don't think that they depend on uh, – they depend on the whatever it's called when people come the door doors. How much did the was the what, what's the, the correct terminology? The gate. There we go. Yeah, the gate. I, I don't know that they necessarily depend on that as much as the other sports, uh, especially basketball, where they are, they're having like two or three games every week. Um, so I think that that's why they canceled that. Baseball is going to be in the same boat. And I think that football will probably take suit too. Who, who's going to want to watch football if there's no crowd? I think that MMA is a little bit different. 
Um, there's no home team. There's there's no away team. There's there's no real team that you like. You have favorite fighters, but it, it's not really team based. So I don't think that there's a huge necessity for um, for an audience. So I think that probably for the rest of the year, or at least until I, I would actually probably estimate till the rest of the year um that the ufc is not going to have an audience um and they're going to be played on television and they're probably going to be the only live sport on television at least in the u.s um so i think that they have a really cool opportunity if they play it smart but i i mean i would rather just wait five months to watch khabib ferguson fight um i think that they're going to go on with these fights i think that they should probably wait until most of these shelter in places end though until we can actually start training with training partners and not the girlfriends in our basements. <laughs> uh, so I think that when when that kind of happens, uh, then that will be the best decision from the UFC to wait probably till June or July so that guys can actually train and actually look good in the fights. You don't want a ton of guys gassing out and fights being more boring than sometimes they already are. So. Uh, that would be my, uh, statement to the UFC is I, I would like to see that happen. And then for the rest of the year, the UFC is going to be the only live television show. So, uh, I mean, that could, that could really blow up MMA. I think if they do it in the right way. Would, so would you're it? telling us you don't care about Henry Cejudo and Jose Aldo? <laughs> not, not, not really, bro. Not really, I, I still, I still have a couple more fights, bro. I at least have one more fight. But like I said, I'm still going to be on weight. So if Aldo can't make it back into the states and Suhudo has no one else to fight, then uh, I'll be I'll be there waiting for him if if he wants to. I don't know that he would take that fight though. Would it be weird fighting in an empty arena for you? Probably, yeah. Uh, I really like the lights. I really like uh, like hearing what people are saying. I think it'd be weird. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't thought about it too much. I think that there would probably be some some different types of psychological things that you could maybe do um, where like the judges could maybe hear the punches land a little louder. The judges would probably be able to hear our corners a little bit more. Uh, we have a, we have our corners uh, kind of coach the judges a little bit, coach the referees a little bit. So, uh, I mean, I guess it could be beneficial. Um but yeah, it, that that would be weird. It would be like uh, I don't I don't know. Do you think anyone would even cheer in there? Do you think that like Dana White, Sean Shelby, and Mick Cage side would even make Mick any noise? Been, like, yeah, I don't know if you saw that video, but uh, Mick Mick Maynard for the UFC Brazilian card was doing like the woo chants and the stand them up <laughs> chants, and he's like, I'm filling in for all the fans. So he was doing all of all of the chants solely by himself. Octagon yeah. stuff. All right, right on. Well, I guess as long as Mick wasn't biased against me, then like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Well, it was. You, it's also you feed off the crowd at all, Corey. Like, I mean, do you, do you know when you, you're very creative uh, when you're fighting? Like, I mean, do you? Is it methodical for you? As in, like, this is gonna, this is gonna be the way I'm gonna go about my business anyway? Or do you feed off the crowd? As in, because sometimes you're getting very loose in there, right? Like, I mean, you can see it. Is that, a, is that you feeding off the, the crowd, or is that you just enjoying your dominance in the, in the fight? I, I I try to just do whatever I want, you know, as much as the other person will let me, I try to do what I want. Uh, so until, you know, and that's like what the looseness is, is it's like, I've, I've had a lot of fights where I fought really timid. Um, and I was really unhappy with myself afterwards, whether I won or lost. Um, so to me, it's like, all right, well, why are you doing this? And it's, well, it's because I want fighting to look really cool and I want fighting to look really efficient. Uh, 
and I want it to be mine. So if I'm going to go out and fight kind of like a bitch, you know, like what, 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 what fun is there in that? You know, like, cool. Like if I, if I get hit good, then cool. If it knocks me out, okay, maybe I'll change something, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it's, it's, kind it's not of relying like, on the crowd though. Uh, no, it's, it's me. It's honestly, man, like uh, the only thing I really care about is my, me and my performance, you know, am I happy with it? Am, am I doing what I think martial arts can look like? Um, and I kind of got lucky in having that point of view and, um, because I, I do want martial arts to look cool. I don't want it to look like I'm taking someone down, holding them and then just like squeaking out wins. I don't want that. Uh, I want martial arts to look cool. And, um, that's why I try to make it look like. Do you like watching yourself uh, back when you like replay your fights? We had Anthony Smith on this show, and he said every time he watches his fights, he thinks he sucks at fighting. Uh, even even when he knocked out Shogun, he goes, "I'm terrible at fighting." Like, do you have that same mindset? No, dude, I'm my favorite fighter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm my favorite fighter, bro. I work too hard to not be my favorite fighter. You know, yeah, like I'd if, love, I'd love if, to watch myself back if I was Corey. That would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have a I party. Mean, and... <laughs> that, that I don't think that I'm the greatest in the world. Like I think that I still make a, a handful of mistakes, but uh, I go out there and I and I and I take a lot of pride in me being able to do uh, what I want in there because I've worked so hard and and I know that I can get myself out of whatever trouble I, I find myself in and. Um, and, it, and, and I like to watch that against another person. And I like to watch like, oh, look, I knew more than this guy or uh, or, or I must I must be doing things really right in order for me to be able to do that to this guy. You know, so uh, I'm, I was being a little sarcastic on me being my favorite fighter, but I do really like watching my fights. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Well, we got yeah. a, Casey's notified me that we're going to do rapid fire for the last few questions. So, Casey, what do we got? Hold on. All right. Here we go. Keep it kind of quick. Um, Are we going to restrict ourselves to like five seconds, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, from Godzilla Hard Drivenson on Twitter. In theory, if the average life expectancy goes up significantly in the next 100,000 years, how old would the oldest <laughs> MMA professional be then? Older than Ken Shamrock? Seven three. Next question. <laughs> I don't even know what this question means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you guys uh, sent me these questions. <laughs> Goes up significant. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> from, from Jones eats Cormier. D and D champs. Greetings, A, B, and C sides. Thanks for keeping the content up. So, what D and D classes would the current UFC champs be, and why? The people want to know. P.S. Esther is the best. So, yeah, shout out to Esther Lynn, behind Ooh. the scenes photographer extraordinaire. Uh, so, Corey, I don't know if you're a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, <laughs> oh shit. So I'm not. I know nothing about it. I don't it. even know what it is. You don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is, Pete? No. Ah, man, well. Next question. Yes is the answer. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> all right. Well, they'll all be fighters. I know that. Because <laughs> that right. is a class of Dungeons and Dragons, by the way. Fightings. Yeah. Okay, and our final <laughs> question is where to go. Here we go. Um, final question for Corey. Oh. Ooh, I've been doing a good job with these rounds before. No? There you go. Jose. <laughs> Someone says, Jose, ask Corey who he thinks is the all-time UFC GOAT. Ooh, George, bro. GSP. He's a Definitely. Guy. Who yeah. so who, do you have a top five in the UFC or just MMA in general? Of of all time or of, in uh, the annals of in the annals of time. Ooh. Aldo's up there. GSP's up there. Uh Khabib's definitely up there now. 
uh, two DJs up there for sure. Absolutely. Um, Is Fedor in? A lot of lower weight classes in your top five ever. Yeah. Well, I've I've always watched sports just to learn from sports. I I, I don't I don't really watch sports a ton for entertainment. It's always been so I can learn something. That's why I used to watch basketball. Is not because I liked any team. It was just because uh, I wanted to get better. But uh, last one. Um, uh, I don't have uh, maybe yeah, not I, an MMA fighter, but a boxer that I really like watching is Pernell Whitaker. Yes, he'd be up there in my top five. So no John Jones in your top five? Uh, nah, man. To me, uh, no. <laughs> I was gonna ask, right? I was gonna ask because there's no Anderson, there's no John Jones, and these are all guys who have popped. Is that why they're not on the list? I think that there's, uh, to me, this is more than a sport. It's more than just being good at something. I think that uh, if it doesn't transcend into real life, then what's the, what's the point? So, um, not not to say that uh, they're maybe living wrong, but I think the guys that I listed are for sure living, artists. Living artists. You know, they're artists in the cage, but also outside. So. So what about a fighter else? Like, like a lot of people argue over who the greatest heavyweight is a lot. I think the kind of the default answer is either Fedor or Kane and now Stipe and DC are up there. So what do you, where do you classify someone like Fedor never fought in the UFC, but a lot of people hold him in high regard. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Fedor. Uh, yeah, he, he's up there, man. But to be honest, man, I don't really enjoy watching a ton of heavyweight fights. I just don't. Oh, like shit. That's I, shade. I that is shade. I, I mean, like was your last shade. fight was headlined that by the heavyweight shade, champion of the world. <laughs> that is shade, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, li- I like watching to learn. Hey, that ain't and shade. That's truth. <laughs> Roll it yeah. up, guys. Roll it up. Corey Sandhagen <laughs> hates UFC heavyweight. <laughs> either the be- heavyweight fights are either the best fight in the card or the worst fight. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. I, I I sometimes wonder if I'm like, man, would I rather be a heavyweight than a light guy? But then I think that the amount, like if I get hit, I might, like if I get hit good, I might get knocked out. But for the heavyweights, if you get hit good, you are getting knocked out. So like for me, it's like, do I want to walk into a fight knowing that? That would suck, man. You know, so they have their challenges too. Imagine all the pizza though, Corey. Oh, that's true too, bro. That's true, too. <laughs> so pizza getting knocked out. That's where <laughs> that's the balance of life right there. What about that's a fighter? Saturday night in Ireland, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about a fighter like uh, Israel Adesanya right now? Do you think he's kind of on the cusp of being in this great, this all-time great conversation, or is he still a few wins away? He is undefeated. He is the champion. He's racking up these wins, but uh, maybe not there yet. Yeah, it's too soon. It's too soon to uh, to tell. I really like his yeah. Uh, me and he came out to Colorado and trained for a couple of weeks, so we got to get to know each other just a little bit. But uh, I think he's a good guy. I think that um, for me, like for you to be one of the greatest of all times, you got to be one of the greatest for a really long time. He's only been the champ for maybe a year or two. I don't know if it'll last for another five years. If it does, then yeah, he's definitely in that conversation. Well, we're running up on time. So, Corey, as per usual, uh, on this show, the guest of honor gets to say, plug, talk about anything they want. doesn't have to be fight-related. So the floor is yours, Corey. Yeah, no, I don't have too much, man. Just listen to my podcast, okay? Uh, Punchline's podcast is on all of the podcast apps and stuff. So uh, I'm not a, I'm not the greatest salesman, but uh, I think it's a pretty decent podcast. I'm getting better at interviewing people. I know that I'm not the greatest at it yet, but uh, 
I'd appreciate it if you give it a if you give it a chance. What, what, what's yeah, your, I'm on some crystals. What, what, what's, your, what's your question for the media guys, if you're Mr. Interview? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, um, what you got? You got any questions? You want to flip the script? Why is your hair so shit, Pizzi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, uh, well, I guess yeah. Let's ask two. One, one more general. One, one a little bit more uh, for myself. But I guess the one for myself is. Uh, I'm oh shit. Whoa. Uh this I room am. does that sometimes, bro. I just moved into this house, bro. It's the crystals, dude. I need some crystals. Oh shit. It's, it's a haunted here. house right now. Dear God. Yeah, let me go out here. Back to the nineties. The uh, trans nation is back. Throwing a rave. Uh, yeah, so um what is it? Uh forgot um yeah so so i'm i'm fairly good at listening to people i feel like uh, i can do that pretty good but uh i have a lot of issues coming up with the next question what are you guys like consciously thinking about the next question or how does that the, work so when i do media days uh at the beginning when i first started i would write a lot of the things i wanted to talk about down and i found myself sticking to that script where rather than listening to what the fighter is saying so they could be saying something super interesting that I should have fed off of and continue with that. But in my mind, I'm like, I got to get this question in. So like I was talking, like, for example, I was interviewing Gagod Musasi and he was like, yeah, I might drop down the welterweight. And I was, and then when I replayed, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't even, <laughs> that didn't even register in my mind. He wants to fight uh, uh, Lima at welterweight for the Bellator championship. And, but in my mind, I wanted to get this next question and I completely missed that. So in, I would say, Feet, listen to what they're saying and maybe have a bullet point in your head, but you don't have to stick to it. That's just me yeah. personally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's exactly what I do. I, I'll have like, say for you today, Corey, I'd say the one question I think, you know, cause you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for everyone that's consuming the stuff. So everyone that sees you on today knows that we had the Dominic Cruz article yesterday. They want some clarity on that. That was the only question I was like, Oh, we need to get Corey to comment on that. And then afterwards shoot the shit in fact usually shoot the shit a bit first so they they so they're they're cool with you they they can have a bit of fun you you get a bit of momentum going and then hit them with the question that people want and then after that just go back to shooting shit yeah okay yeah I'm actually, anyway. i'll say those two what those two guys said um have your maybe just two or three topics you want to hit but really the most important part is to listen because once you get kind of caught up and like i gotta ask these six questions no <laughs> they're gonna say something like no like they've never said on camera before and you you just blow right by it because you're so occupied what next question is your head in your head so it's just it takes practice and just a lot of listening yep you, yeah, you can okay. see you guys you can see you guys getting sick of it when you ask a, a generic question like how did you get into the sport Corey? you're like oh fuck's sake here we go <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you know, it's just like a straight away to like oh for fuck's sake what if that answer this shit question again <laughs> yeah so, Hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually does help. What okay, how about uh how about if um if uh shit, what was I about to ask? I, this always <laughs> happens to me, man. Um Oh dude, wait, wait. Get, that's the worst when, when you get hit much. that block and you like is your like your guy's question and just everything goes like you're like I don't yep. know, I don't even know this guy's name, like for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, so what's the most efficient way of like, do you guys think that social media is the biggest way to get everything out there? Or do you guys think that, uh, like, like what, what are you guys looking for to put out onto, onto social media? Because, uh, if that is even the biggest way or is it like, 
it can't just be word of mouth or is it like advertising and is it, is it like paying for posts? What, what do you guys think is like the most efficient way to get the most kind of publicity on, on the podcast? We're, well, we're lucky like the fact that we're with MMA fighting, right? Cause they have mm-hmm. all this huge social media following straight away. So you're going to get a certain amount of traction straight off the bat, but if it's not good, they're just not going to come back and you're going to get yeah. absolutely annihilated for it. So it's like social media definitely has been, for the spread of our podcast, definitely with, with, with a huge following like MMA fighting has, you know, it, it's a huge, it's a huge factor. And um, I don't like social media. I actually hate it. Like I don't, I don't like mm-hmm. it, but I need to, you need to, these people actually like uh, kind of, you know, they're supporting your career by tuning in uh, and, um, and listening to your product. So like, you know, you do have to, you know, interact with them to a certain degree because that's where your fan base is or, or your listeners you're following are all there and they're the people that who are supporting your career so i feel like you gotta you gotta stay up to date like if there's something happening they expect you to be talking about it. so that's all i do i try to stay away from that other than that i just put a picture of my dog yeah <laughs> word <laughs> yeah I, I, I view social media as like a, the step in the door and then it just the quality has is if it, the quality's on point they'll stick around i mean that's how joe rogan blew up like he at first it was like, hey, you listen to my podcast, and then you listen to one episode, and people got hooked. So yeah. I just use social media as a, the first step in. It's um, a good sounding board too, like because if the the people that listen to you will tell you if it's shit one week, you know, it'd be like that wasn't yeah. great. I didn't like that. I didn't like that interview. When you know, they'll tell you that. Like, I mean, you just it, if the, the people who are listening to it every week are seeing problems, like I mean, they, that's that's good intel, right? Like that's that's something you're like it's constructive criticism. I think some people fly off the handle. I do it an awful lot myself, so I can't say. It's also how I figure out when the audio is like. When I used to run board, I'd be like, the audio was bad last week, so then that's how I know when to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah Criticism is tricky. You you really have to look for good faith criticism because I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm. I go through all the comments while we're while we're doing the show, and like ninety percent are just ridiculous. But then, filter for yeah. So it's really it's really trying to it's getting a good filter for you know criticism of good faith behind it. But yeah, cool. Our cool. final, <laughs> I just want to throw this one. Our final question, and then we'll go off the air, right here, guys. Here we go. <laughs> Nicholas and Jeremy, what's your max bet? Oh, <laughs> Seven. Damn, <laughs> that's fucked up. I know. I know why you're asking that too. That's fucked up. Boy, what? Why is she asking that? Tell us. Cause I'm skinny, bro. <laughs> I got no pecs, dude. I got no muscles. That's why. <laughs> well, point seven, Nicole. So, <laughs> I have. I can't remember the last time I bench pressed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know when the last time I bench pressed, but I don't know. It's probably around like. 500 yeah, seven, seven, yeah. 500 600 700 yeah I mean, uh, reps, right? yeah just yeah just one rep yeah one <laughs> rep of probably around like yeah 600 probably all right yeah so <laughs> well before we go also Corey, uh jose shorty torres wanted to say hello uh he was on the show last week said you guys shade. Pretty- that's shade that's shade that's shade <laughs> write, it call out. write it up Oh my God! And last last episode, uh, Pete was trying to get uh, book a fight between who was a man El Cape and Shorty Torres simply because Shorty didn't recognize the name and it was easy so to the pot. There was shade. Oh, the whole place descended into darkness. There was so much shade. <laughs> well, Jose wants to say hello, but for oh. see, that's Casey. That was Corey. Corey, you were great. We'd love to have you back on the show. Oh, uh, sweet. 
we have a lot of time coming up. Uh, we can recap. <laughs> we'll have more questions. Jessica, send Corey some crystals too. You can be officially part of Team Crystal. Uh, but for Jose, that's Pizzi, that's Casey. We'll be back Monday. Thanks so much, Corey. We're out. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. That was fun. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.